Hello and welcome to Just Some Guardians, episode 41. We've passed 40. This is ridiculous. We're moving up on a year. Uh, this week, big topic, right off the top of the hour, um, huge spoiler warning. Forsaken launched in Destiny 2. And since we cover content every two weeks for Destiny, we don't want to wait like a whole month to talk about the story and everything. So we're diving into it, all right? There's and the three reading. of us pretty much bitch slapped it, so... hundred times. So there you go. There's your spoiler warning. You can't come to me and complain later. I mean, you can, but we'll just laugh at you. Like this. Everyone? <laughs> <laughs> um, the only complaints we'll take seriously are ones that come with a picture of Winston Churchill and Dick Cheney. His jowls, specifically. <laughs> All right. Well, I am your host this evening, Elmer Fudd. You'll be here. You will hear me called Brett because that's my name and we're friends and that's what we do. Uh, joining me tonight for this conversation, I have my ever sensual co-host, Sandbag Bob. Hi. Yep, that's How really good for audio it? listeners. Hey. How does he do it? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kids. You got to. Miss out on my little uh, de-philangelicking uh, magic trick. He pulled his uh, finger off and then reattached it right in front of our eyes. Incredible. I've never Absolutely seen incredible. like it. It was. It, okay, I thought there was more. Just it was. No, awesome. We're just awkward pausing. Yep, cool. Awesome, I love it. <laughs> also with us tonight, we have Matt. It's, I wish your name was longer. Right? Sometimes I do too. Let's just do another. More awkward pause. pauses. Yeah. Yes. That was a. Uh, Fantastic. You guys are both really Why'd bad at the cue to talk. <laughs> so are we making that a thing? It was topical from last week, so hell yeah. Okay, well, let me go change my Twitter handle. <laughs> you were supposed to do that last week. I'm excited. Oh, God. Do it. Fantastic. All right. Very oh, awkward intros aside. Yikes. Uh, let's move on. So uh, Forsaken launched. Um, for myself, I was poor and could not pre-order, so I didn't actually start it till the Friday after it launched. Um, but I think both these guys had already gone through the whole story by that point, right? Mm-hmm. So what we've done in the past with expansions that have launched as just an initial review is just random guttural noises. Um, so I'll go ahead and go first. I'm going to give Forsaken. That's what I think. I think it's earned that. What do you think, Nick? Oh, wow, dude. That was, that was almost sexual at the end. Uh, Matt, I mean, that's kind of what I was going for. How are you feeling, buddy? I will give it a very solid. Uh... That was even more sexual. All I pictured was that turtle humping the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually the, 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 the sound I think the whole podcast gives it. A turtle humping a shoe that is forsaken. No, but seriously. All right, let's start from the beginning. So we all knew going into it that Kate dies. But still, 
for me at least, like that first mission for one, oh my God, so good. Um, but even knowing it was happening, like I still thought I could save him, you know, when it has that <laughs> flashback to you and your ghost is like, Kate's ghost is dead. And you're like, I'm coming, Kate. I'm going to save him. <laughs> I know I just saw a cutscene, but I'm going to change it and the whole game will be different. That didn't happen. How do you guys like that intro? I, I was kind of, the mission itself, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, like took me back to the Phobos mission that opened the Taken King. As far as being like one of the most cinematically engaging sequences in the game. Um, I really didn't like how it opened with, how's your sister? And then earlier, like mm-hmm. flash to, to beforehand. But then everything from that point on, I was like, oh my God. And then that moment where Cade's like, any minute now, my partner's going to get here. And I'm just like, no. And he's going to no. kick all your asses. Because we were doing so well. I'm not saying Bay Bob on Twitter. Um, that made me sad though yeah that um, like I knew it was happening beforehand and I didn't watch because you know they, they released a cinematic of him kicking everyone's ass mm-hmm. and I purposely didn't watch it so when it happened during the campaign was my first initial watch of that and oh my god that was so good <laughs> I just mm-hmm. oh my god I couldn't believe it he destroyed people and I'm like Man, I wonder what that would look like with my guardian in there, too. Yeah. How do you feel, Matt? uh, Something that I I really liked about it that I appreciated that they did a little bit more towards the story was um, class and race-specific dialogue lines, like, by the voice actors, which I think it was, like, cool as hell. That's just a a nice little touch that they put in there. But, no, it it was great. I absolutely loved it. From start to finish. Yeah, with that point with the voice lines, um, when you're going through that corridor and Cade's like, I'll go high, you go low. And like he's actually like commenting on everything you're actually doing. Mm-hmm. If you throw a grenade or pop your super or get a bunch of headshots, like Cade's actually got like different lines he's saying, also depending on your class and everything. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was, oh, man, that was awesome. Oh, I wish I could do that. Oh, I see you've been paying attention to me. <laughs> It was. It's pretty cool because it makes it makes your character feel important and noticed mm-hmm. in that mission. You're not you're not just like a random character in this mission now. It's like you're actually getting paid attention to it. It really mm-hmm. it really does a lot for the immersion of the mission that I don't think we've really seen yet in the game. Oh, definitely. Like the whole, I'd say the whole campaign really, like you weren't just there. Like everything was based around you were important to everybody, you know. Yeah, I really, really loved. There were there were two reaction moments in the campaign that I loved. One of them is in in the original, like uh, sorry, the initial mission when Cade shoots the thing and he's flying down and you see Petra mouth, "What the fuck?" (laughs) (laughs) That's what she mouthed, and uh, well, what the fuck? I think, but then also the. Vanguard's reaction, Ikora and Zavala, the look they exchange 
when you say you won't have to, like when your guardian says that, they just look at each other like, shit, he hasn't <laughs> spoken in a year. What's happening right now? <laughs> well, and that was like one of Cade's last lines was, oh, because he says something to you and, and he's like, oh, speechless as usual. And so it almost feels like that clicked it where your guardian was finally like, all right, I'll talk. And then only say two more lines the rest of the campaign. <laughs> Do you? Right. Oh, my God. But, um, oh my God, I don't know where I want to go next with this. So you so, go okay. in Tangled Shore. Yeah. What were, your, what were your reactions or what are our reactions to Tangled Shore? Maybe it's way bigger than I thought it would be like mm-hmm. going in, knowing that there was two destinations. Like I knew the Dreaming City was big cause they'd said it was like the size of Nessus, but I didn't realize that the Tangled Shore was also like the size of Nessus. So it's, you land and I'm like, oh, it's just this big flat area. And then you take an elevator down and it's just endless. I didn't realize how much I missed the fallen aesthetic. Mm. Mm. That's a good point. I didn't, I, I honestly didn't realize how much I missed it until like, that's what I, we've been playing in for the last two weeks now, week and a half, week and a half, week, just, just under a week and a half. And Brett, you said something earlier today in our group chat on Facebook that you feel like this is the best Destiny's ever been for you. 100%. Hands down. Like, not Destiny 2. Destiny Destiny. overall. Yeah. I feel like that, 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 that burning itch to play the game and to explore and just that, that feeling, like, when you have a game that becomes a hobby... It's like your comfort zone. It's your home. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, I want to, you, you get that same feeling. That's what this expansion has done for Destiny 2 for me that was absent from Destiny 2, and I hadn't felt it since The Taken King. Like, even Rise of Iron didn't have that, like, oh, this is your hobby game. Like, this is home. Like, oh, I want to play a game, but I don't know what to play. I'll play Destiny. Yeah, my Destiny back. people are on, so I guess I could go do that. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think they really did a lot with this expansion to really make it feel like that too, especially with like um, changing the economy to where now planetary materials matter again. Like that definitely helps because now I feel like I have a reason to patrol. And beforehand, I'm just like I don't want to go patrol anymore. Like there was no Probably, point to before it. Right, it, the the only point to patrols previously that's a difficult sentence to say was public events. Yeah, flashpoints. Yeah, exactly. Oh, flashpoint. Here we go. Yeah. Public events. I don't even really do them anymore. Like, oh, cool. I'll shoot something to like <laughs> get the completion, and that's about it. Otherwise, I've I've got other stuff to do. So. Well, with the the planetary things, I think I think Nick knows what I'm going to say here. The fact that I'm running around and my ears are back to readjusting to listening for the yeah. shimmer anywhere I go, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be running and I'll suddenly stop. And people in part are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, shh, do you hear it? The shimmer. Something's nearby. <laughs> and I'm like jumping all over rocks and moving around and moving like, you know, with a 3D head, you know, the, the headphones. I'm like turning my head like, okay, huh? Uh-huh. Okay, it's over here. Aha, planetary material. Ooh, scannable. Ooh, lore. 
He's got that. It's like that moment in the Lord of the Rings when it zooms in on the leaf and Gimli tastes it and he's like, <laughs> exactly. that's, that's Brett. He's like, oh, it's fishing. Well, um, it's been fun because I've actually had to like teach a few people about the sound that like never thought about before. Way back, Destiny 1 in the Cosmodrome, which the Tangled Shore brings back, like it gives me Cosmodrome vibes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that that to me, like Cosmodrome, one of my favorite destinations in all of Destiny. Um, but we, we were running around looking for spin metal. And yeah, spin metal. And you always manage to like, there's a chest in here. And I'm like, you're not a hunter. How do you know that? You're like, shh, listen. I thought you were nuts. I remember that. You're and like, you're realized, an idiot. That doesn't exist. Yeah, it sure does. That was like the first week that we... No, that was when I was... Oh my God, that was when you were playing and I was in Colorado. No, I think it was the just, week after because you, you were at home. Yeah, we were in party chat and I was like, follow me around here because I just figured it out when you went home. But like just the other day, I taught that to Luthien because we were running around. I was doing that. And he's like, how'd you know that was there? And I was like, oh, come hither, my child. <laughs> and I was like, before I picked it up, I'm like, stop. Do you hear anything? Okay, move your head. He's like, wait, it's like a shimmering sound. I was like, yeah, every collectible has that sound. I had no idea. It's so fun. Willikers. So fun. So, um, <laughs> the spider. His Very little spider mech, one of the legs twitches. A couple of them do. I feel like that's his, like, I, I get like a Robotnik vibe. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I gotta oh. escape. And like the legs will carry him out of there quickly. That's scary. He's a cool character. I didn't expect him to be, for some reason it didn't click that he was going to be the like planetary vendor slash patrol voice dude. On the Tangled Shore, I thought he was going to be like some, you know, flits in and then flits out story character. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing if he has anything to do with the annual pass story content. Oh, yeah. That'd be interesting. Well, then the fact, you know, you've, you show up and for one, he speaks perfect English, which is like we've had, you know, a couple fallen in the past to do it, but it sounds weird or sometimes broken. And it's like perfect. So you're like, he's got oh. all those ghosts. It's yeah, playing a Rubik's cube, and you're like, where did you get all those ghosts? I think didn't we looked around the room because he's got nets of them hanging around him, and they're lying all over the place. I think we counted forty three ghost shells. Oh wow, forty three. Possible that he found ghosts just flying around trying to still find their guardian, like at the beginning of Destiny when we mm-hmm. get found, but probable that. 40 guardians have died and he has their ghost. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, it's so crazy. Mm. Oh my gosh. I just thought of a story question that I want to ask. And if they ever do another summit, I'm going to like hound content creators to ask, are there still ghosts looking for their guardian? Ooh. Yeah. Especially with the traveler awake again. I want to know the answer to that. Hmm. I mean, I would have to assume because isn't there lore tabs about us, like us, our ghosts, like taking forever to find us while there were oh, yeah. other guardians? So I would have to assume that there are still ghosts out there that haven't found their their one, you know, source of life there. So 
It's curious. Hmm. Yeah, like all the Guardians that got it when it was free on PlayStation. All those ghosts yeah, just found for them. For them, they're just flying right. around with their ghosts already when the city gets attacked. So, I mean, yeah, in true. the lore, the live lore, I, I just, I'm curious. I want to know what they're into. So, let's call Jeed. Okay. We'll call, do you want me to call him right now? Yeah. It's no. kind of late. Yeah, I'll let, I'll let the poor guy sleep. We have a, um, we got a bowling tournament tomorrow, and I want him to be on his best game. So, <laughs> he's been, he's been kind of sloppy. You know, like Wii Bowling? Where you throw the ball backwards yeah. and everyone jumps in the air. It's kind of like that. Every t- it's super embarrassing. Tell him to channel his inner um, noble bomb. Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> Bowling ball down the lane. This shot put it down the lane. <laughs> uh, I had a friend in high school that did that and cracked the bowling lane. Oh, We got kicked out. Yeah, I would think so. Because he did it with like a 15-pound ball. And I'm like, you are an idiot. No, my uh, brother-in-law's band used to do, there was this bowling alley bar thing down downtown where he used to play gigs all the time. And we were there enough that they were like, hey, do you want a tour of how everything works in a bowling alley? We're like, oh, yeah. And so they actually took us like around back and showed us all the ins and out and the mechanisms. And oh, that was super cool. It's scary back there. It's like you fall in the wrong spot and you're dead. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I could drop my child in that hole and it might come out the other end where the balls are cut. Ooh. Well, yeah. I didn't Speaking try of it. bowling balls, makes me think of servitors, which <sighs> makes me remember the first time we see a servitor that the scorn are harvesting. What did you guys think of the scorn as an enemy type? Like the introduction and what they're like to fight, and the aesthetic, the lore implication. You take the lead here, Matt. I uh, I, I definitely think they're super interesting. They it's it's like a it's like a fresh amalgam of a couple of races that we've seen so far, just in the way that they, they run. Like they're this fun, like crossbreed between the, the hive and the, and the fallen, if you like, um, to the point, I don't remember if it was when I was playing with, with you, Nick, but, um, I, I like the, the, um, the cursed thralls used to terrify me. Now, now I'm just like, whatever. Those are like child's play compared to the, the scorn enemies that like scare up you and explode. Like, the tickers. A lot of those were they, yeah. yeah, they would take me like one hit, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's great. I love them. I love them. Well, and the fact that some of them can like, like when they start traveling, and it's that dark ether, like matter going on the ground. One, mm-hmm. that's a cool effect. But two, even if you see the target and you're leading and shooting, you still can't hit them. They're invulnerable while they're traveling Absolutely. like that. So you've got to always keep your eye on where they're moving, where they're going to pop up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's it's so many also, variations. Um, yeah, it's also refreshing to have an enemy where they're. It feels like the majority of them have an option for melee, and they just come running up at you, and you're just like getting swarmed. Like we haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, that's a really good description of the score, and they're very aggressive. Mm-hmm. It threw me for a loop. The the one ravagers, the lantern, or the 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 mm-hmm. um. Oh shit! What's it called? The sensor. That they're carrying yeah. is the precision hit spot, not their head. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to headshot them, you shoot the sensor that they're swinging around. And I'm like, that's that's weird. Auto or aim assist, I don't think realizes that because it always goes to head. And I'm like, that's right. going to be a conscious effort on my part to have to you know go against that. But I have been impressed at how 
unlike the fallen they operate yeah oh absolutely I know everyone had that knee-jerk reaction at some point like oh it's just the fallen it's not a new enemy like they're nothing like the fallen they right. share the background and that's about it they're right. literally zombies yeah. I had to admit, I had the, before I actually started playing, I had the, oh, great, this is going to be another SIVA, like, feeling again, to where it's just like, oh, it's not going to be that different, whatever. Yeah. But I was I was happy that I was yeah. that I was wrong. Uh, I was the same way. I was like, this is going to be like SIVA. So, so a my big two point... favorite... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. Um, my, my two favorite, I think, are still the Hive and the Taken. My least favorite to fight are the Cabal and the Vex. And then the Fallen and the Scorn are just kind of floating in the middle. Mm-hmm. Just just floating in the middle. Just floating around together. Oh, boy. Thank you. So during the story, something I didn't expect would happen. I knew we were going to fight all the Barons. And they'd mentioned mm-hmm. it was going to be, like, open. I didn't realize it meant they were all adventures on the map. How do you guys feel about, like, okay, go fight the Barons. And then, like, nine adventures just showed up all over the map. I enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. neat that it was like it tells you the required power level. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's an intended progression. I just fought whichever one I was closest to geographically at any given time. Um, some of them were like ridiculously fun. Yeah. And I'm excited for them to be heroic adventures. Um, I think my favorite one without a shadow of a doubt, was the mind bender. The oh, guy yeah. took the, the a, hive, dude. a hive brood lord as his, or brood mother as his consort and created his own throne world. Like, what? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, everyone man. has a throne world now. I want a throne world. Good guy. Right? <laughs> Me too. I have a feeling we're going to find out a lot more about what exactly a throne world is in the coming months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, yeah, just an all-around space magic thing, not just Hive. Right. Well, and then his was so big because he was a part of killing Cade, and Cade was such yep. a powerful person, and that's why his throne world was as big as it was. Yep. When freaking the lightning strikes are going on, were you seeing all the like tentacles <gasps> and like yeah. everything in the distance? Oh my god! Have I was... you? Have you? You've been to the Dreaming City. We'll we'll get to the Dreaming City. Okay. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. That's a big yeah. topic. Well, let's let's come back to lightning flashes in the darkness because Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Um did you do the Baron solo or were you with someone? I was solo. Okay. How'd they feel solo? Some of them were really really difficult. I think the only one that mm-hmm. the only one, oh my god, I can't remember which one. Shit. I don't know if I can remember which one it was that I only was killed by one of them. And it took me about a good half an hour of repeating the fight over and over and over again to actually get it. Can't remember which That's one it awesome. was. Was it the mad bomber when you have to do the, the mines? Cause that's the no. one that took me forever. Wait, do you end up in, it's like an enclosed area with a ledge and then it's lower, and there's two ledges on either side, and then it's lower, and then there's an upper area, and you've got to run back and forth and dismantle mines. Yeah. Then, yes, it was the Mad Bomber. Yeah. Yep, that's the one that gave me trouble, too. That's awesome. Is he, the, is he the only one with mines that you have to dismantle? Yeah. 
Okay, then yeah. Oh yeah, it was a mad bomber. The rest of them I one shot, and it was like amazing. It was an amazing experience. Like I don't care that I one shot them. Yeah. Because each one felt unique. Oh, super Absolutely. cool. The um the trickster. I remember I went in there and I was like a pile. Like I knew they weren't an actual pile of exotic engrams. But I picked one up and it started beeping and I was like literally spinning in circles like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And I've been fighting with Evil J. He's like, throw it. I was like, oh, duh. <laughs> it explodes in the distance. And all yeah, the power ammo lying. bricks are mines and it was so right. cool. I'd be lying that um, if I weren't to say that at the beginning of that mission, when you first kill like the transporter guy and he drops the one exotic engram, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> I <was super laughs> excited exotic. for a second. I ran right over to it. and I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I'm like, I oh, had, they uh, got me. It dropped and I noticed and I, I, I don't want to be that guy, but I noticed that it wasn't bright. Like it doesn't it doesn't shine off a whole bunch of light. So yeah. I'm like, that's not right. And then I went to, up to it, and I'm like, fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love, like, you kill her, and then mm -hmm. it's one, like, I never get tired of when games do this. You're like, aha, you beat me. The base is going to explode. Run! I, right. I love that every single yeah. time. And to have that in Destiny was super fun. Um, The Machinist, that's the one with the turtle shell with that, you know, shot the rockets in the air yeah. that you had to run in circles. My favorite mm -hmm. moment, one of my favorite moments of the campaign was in that one. I ran that with Luthien, and we ran together the first time, and the second time it started launching the rockets, we ran opposite. So we're, like, running, and then all of a sudden we see each other running towards each other with the rockets falling. We're like, oh, dear God, no. So we, like, quickly, like, flip and go opposite directions at the last second. Oh, my God. It was so funny. That's pretty funny. Oh, man. Yeah, the Mindbender. That guy was trip. Well, and it was cool. I, when I went to the Mindbender, I didn't realize that the Hive had their own section of the Tangled Shore. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, yeah, the there's some Fallen. Chips. Yeah, there's some Fallen. And then you've got the Scorn stuff. And then, like, you come around the corner, it's just Hive. I was like, oh, my God. And creepy Hive, too. Yeah. Running through those well, crash ships. Cult. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so I, I want more lore about him because i think that idea like is it the dark ether that he's using to and i know it's briefly explained during the mission or in the preamble mm -hmm. but i don't remember it but the, the fact that he's able to like impose his will over other creatures and he's just a, a scorn fallen mm-hmm that's super interesting to me. Like, where did that come from? The only one I was sort of disappointed in was the Rifleman. I had a lot of fun where he was moving around when you were still in the open, like, explorable area, you know? <laughs> but, um, because then it was just because I went in there with the expectation from the Vidoc before that it would be a sniper battle. Not realizing mm -hmm. that the end of it was just a big room that you could run around and shoot him mm -hmm. at whatever so that one it was still cool but i was kind of like oh i thought this was going to be a sniper duel i was kind of excited for that yeah i was I, really I, hoping to be one shot by him consistently yeah yeah i would say maybe if they if you know if they switched the machinist and the um and the rifleman to where like they had the rifleman be like almost like the big story mission where they could have done a little bit more with it i mean because he did he did one shot the ghost yeah. that ended up killing Cade. And then just to take him out in a story mission, I mean, in, in like an adventure, it's like, I kind of agree. It's kind of like, oh, okay. 
I did like that the rifleman was the one that talked the most shit of all of them. Mm-hmm. And that was funny. And yeah. something that a couple people brought up that, that was a good point I hadn't thought about is that like going into this, like the barons looked cool. They had some backstory, but I also thought that like, they'd all just be like, Ugh, Baron. And then you'd fight them and they had mechanics, but each one of them had their own personality that made you hate yep. them for different reasons. And that came through in the adventures. And it really I, makes me want to go back and do them again. I'm keenly interested to find out what exactly the fanatic meant when he said the scorner forever. Because he said it multiple times. And they, they, he really hammers in the fact that, okay, kill us all. We don't care. What does that mean? Was I long... want to know like, the, the, the deeper implications of that. Because that, to me, was... Like, are we going to see them again? I would love if we saw them again. I think that'd be great. Well, I would assume because it was kind of like, um, oh, what was his name in uh, Warmind? The, uh, oh my gosh, the other Oxus? son of War. Yeah. Where, you know, he could, as long as we killed stuff, he would raise the people, the thrall we killed. So it's the same thing as long as there's ether, like, there'll be, mm-hmm. you know, people, because there's regular scorn that look a lot like the fanatic that kind of do his thing. But not at his level. So I'd assume as long as there's ether, there's dark ether to be used, and then they continuously yeah. keep reviving fallen. So as long as ether and fallen exist, I would assume that means the scorn can exist. Maybe Ooh. it's almost like a disease, like you know, like the uh, the ether gets poisoned, and then it just goes from from fallen to fallen to fallen to fallen. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting. Very what, much. So. Which uh, which Baron was the one that was like literally like torturing servitors? Which one was that? Was that the fanatic? I think so. That was trippy. Fanatic was the final final boss before. No, Hangman. The Hangman was Hangman. the guy with the. Um, yes. The big, the big fiery mall guy. Yeah. That was. Yeah. That's the yep. one. Yeah, the Hangman. Oh my! Like e- those cages that weren't like you were saving some, but then you'd find others that were literally not just dead; they were like ripped apart, chunks yeah, missing, torn apart. pieces. Oh. It almost made you feel bad and want to channel your inner Sepix Prime and be like, (laughs) (laughs) I want them to bring that strike back. The Devil's Lair. Yeah, oh my god, that'd be amazing. Bring it back. Um, So, the Fanatic, just real quick, just because he's the last one you fight. Um, Mm. That fight was super easy for me with my yeah. new Titan super. Cause that end room you put it in is very closed and there's just him and a bunch of ads. And so I just popped it and spun in a circle really fast with my hammer <laughs> and everything just died. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. You were nothing by and just kept running on through the tower. Yeah. He died a lot quicker than I thought he would. Hmm. Yes. Which he seemed to not give a crap either. He's like, okay, kill me. Go for it. And he was huge. Yeah. I want to know what his what what was that on the end of his staff? Was that like a shard of the traveler? I what know. was that? Shard of something, or if it's pure ether, I don't know. That's it's, trippy, though. That's the necklace from the Titanic. The Cœur de la Mer, part of the ocean. Never let right go, there. fanatic. Never let go. <laughs> oh no, he's. Never let go, Aldrin. Never let go. <laughs> Man, they're all calling him daddy. It was creepy. Okay, moving on. 
Well, that leads directly into like, okay, so Oldrinsov. First yes. and foremost, amazingly acted, I have to say. Yeah, he did a good job. Insanely good. Um, with that, if anyone wants to go, I think the last episode of DCP, Destiny Community Podcast, they actually interviewed the voice actor for him. And that was really cool. Um, Interesting. Apparently, so he voices Oldrin Sav, but he also does like a lot of the motion capture. So he actually does like motion capture for Zavala. He did the spider. Uh, he's your guardian when you're in cutscenes. Interesting. Um, so it was actually just real. I just want to hit on one point in there because it was funny. Um, so he he's the only character in the game that his lines are recorded while he's doing the motion capture for the face. So they have the camera on his face with the microphone. So while he's doing the motion cap and actually acting out the scene oh, as Aldrin cool. he's doing the voice lines, which is why they were so like real. I was just going to say that makes so much sense because everyone else, it has that like animated movie feel. Yeah. But he doesn't. That's interesting. But, and then the other quick thing, it was, it, it was funny. So he does the motion cap for our guardian. So he did him shooting Cade, and then immediately after had to do the scene where our guardian comes in and is holding Cade. So like he did both of those, and he's like, "That oh was a, that was a trippy moment." Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go listen to that. It was really in depth, and there's a lot of backstory on what Oldrinsov was supposed to be at the beginning of the game. He was actually written before Cade. He was the crow. He was supposed to be the one that like led you through the whole game at the beginning. Crazy, really interesting. Okay, anyway, Aldrin the, the original, the original Destiny storyline that was scrapped a couple months before launch. He was supposed to be like a Han Solo s character, oh. the space pirate or something. There anyway. was an old scene. There was an old scene in some of the original trailers, trailer footage yeah. of him observing your guardian, like aiming a gun at your guardian, and your guardian's oblivious to the fact that he's even there. Back when he was still the crow. Mm-hmm. So crazy, but okay. So his character throughout, like first and foremost, like when the queen first showed up, like immediately I was like, "That's not really her. She's not really there. This dude's messed up in the head." Immediately I went, "Her eyes are totally different. Her eyes were different, and her mouth was just weird to me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't weird in like the Zavala and Ikora lip movement way. It was like." Everything about her mouth and her eyes was just wrong to me. Well, her eyes weren't glowing, and they were in D1 mm-hmm. all the time. So, I mean, and the fact that, like, like the camera angle would change, and suddenly she'd be somewhere else or not there when everyone else was yeah. around, I was like, yeah, this dude's nuts. He's head. Well, what really hit it for me was the fact that she was actually showing emotion. She was smiling and things like that, which every single other cutscene we've ever seen Marasov she is stoic no and she is just blank faced. So to actually see her smiling is like, whoa, like, what the hell is this? Also, one thing that I'm not sure if, if you guys noticed or not. Um, and one of the reasons, one of the things that got me in the fact that, you know, I, I realized that it wasn't actually her is the very first scene that you see Aldrin in the beginning of the mission. 
you can hear her repeating the same line that he's saying as he's talking to Kate. They're both talking in unison. I'm like, what the fuck was that female voice behind Aldrin? Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, I didn't it's, notice that. It's it's before you see Mara for the first time. You actually hear her female voice in the exact same, like, overdubbed over Aldrin's line before you see her. Well, and then there was later, uh, what was the line when you were playing? And you were like, oh! we all freaked out oh, when she oh, did the yeah. go for it yeah when you're when you're um finally in the the watchtower city yeah and you're going up towards the tower when she refers to him as um oh brother mine and you're just like oh shit i know what this is now yep it was all of us were just like oh <laughs> and then like watching it didn't i didn't notice it until after he got the shot of the traveler the like darkness like coming up his mm-hmm. his neck mm-hmm. and in his eyes and and just how far along he got like i actually almost felt sorry for him at a few parts i did i felt really bad for him cuz he just he just wanted to help his sister he just wanted to find his sister again and literally i really feel like he was doing everything he could for her and it, it kind of makes it i mean yeah he was being a piece of shit the whole time but it's kind of like eh. Okay, I can see where he's coming from. Yeah, that's still, I mean, not something you want to you wanna see have happen to someone. No, Definitely not. Did you see the, um, the Graboid space anus happening? No. So I figured something, like, something different would pop out, but I didn't expect it to be like, well, how, did, how did someone describe it? It's like a spatial Sarlacc pit. <laughs> it was Sarlacc was involved. Someone described it as like a hive Sarlacc vagina with teeth. <laughs> I was like, oh dear God, why? Yeah, I didn't expect that. But then to watch him like ah, get eaten and pulled into the mouth, I was right. like, oh my God. I didn't expect that to just be like a spherical thing. Mm-hmm. Like I thought we were looking, I thought we were looking at the head of Riven. Oh, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, crap. Like, this this is, oh, my God. And then, you know, we fight it, which, by the way, did not expect a fight like that at the end. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That was epic. And um, I would like I was... to say, Jeed, if you're listening, put the boss health bar like that on raid boss encounters. That was, yeah, that blew me away. Yeah. Yeah. I was fully expecting us to fight Aldrin and for him to to get the cutscene of him being like, "Oh, you guys were good, but I'll see you later," and like him totally piecing out and being like Flip his a cape. boss raid or something. <laughs> yeah, like I wasn't expecting that. Just like yeah. <laughs> when I, I like Aldrin, go ahead. Speaking of Aldrin, real quick, what do you guys believe happened when the camera went black? Oh, we shot him. Yeah, I know what you the Vestian Dynasty. I know what the Vestian Dynasty sounds like, and that's not the gun that shot. Unless our guardian was like, well, screen's black. Here, Petra, they'll never know you shoot him with my gun. Like, that was our guardian. You think your guardian shot him? I, think I don't so. think he's dead. I don't think he's well, gone. Well, I don't Petra think we has, killed him. Petra has a voice line about, about needing to inter the prince. That they need about, like, his burial or whatever they're doing with his corpse. Could be to keep up a charade. I don't think he's dead. I shot him in the face. I don't care what you say. He's dead. Petra shot him with her. Never mind. I'm not going to finish that sentence. Her hive. Oh, no. (laughs) 
Okay, so one, so we go into the Watchtower before the Dreaming City to get the ambiance of what the Dreaming City could be. Like the first time you enter the Watchtower and the aesthetic and everything, mm-hmm. like what were your guys' thoughts there? So you're talking like the uh, almost looked like an alien cathedral? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's some areas actually in the Dreaming City that still like off to take you exploring, Brett, because I got lost the other day. Yeah, I've got I've got um, some stories too. It was stunning, and the Dreaming City is stunning. I was telling Matt the other day. I think the only location in the, in any video game that has wowed me like that has been. The and Brett, I've talked about this many times with you, so you're going to be right there with me. But the very opening of Bioshock Infinite, when you're lowered oh, yes. into into the temple, and you hear that old Baptist hymn, you know, "Will the circle be unbroken?" being sung by a congregation, and you're walking through the water with candles lit. Just, I mean, it, it takes me back to that feeling, which is amazing. Oh, huge. Well, it was interesting, like immediately with the first time I walked in, I actually thought of you, Nick, because I'd remembered the first time we loaded into the Leviathan and our first conference was like, this is like nothing we've seen in this universe ever. And it was this, it was the same feeling, but for a completely different reason. Again, it was, this is something we've never seen in this game. Freaking space elves. They meant it when they said Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings and Mm -hmm. Destiny. Yeah. Dreaming City equals Rivendell. That's what I was going to bring up is anything that's like elven or space elves. Like I am about it. Like, so the second I, I, we got into that mission and started going in, I'm like, this is like the coolest place in destiny so far. It is gorgeous. And I can't wait to see how they're going to mess it up. Yeah. Speaking of messing it up when you jump through and there's, there's that, um, ascendant portal mm-hmm. that you jump through during the intro mm-hmm. to the dreaming city quest chain. Um, jumping through like this broken, fragmented, like all I could think of was like the end of the Neverending Story when there's just like chunks oh, yeah. of land masses everywhere. It was that with a black filter in front of the camera and lightning and scary shit flashing everywhere. I'm just mm-hmm. like, Yog Sothoth, where are you? Like, <laughs> Lovecraft, like what's happening right now? Do you have time to talk about Lord and Savior Cthulhu? Well, the thing that scared me the most there is when, like, so you come around the corner and there's the the Techians there. Yeah. The Taken Techians. You're like, oh, God. And, like, you don't know what's going to happen. And you jump and they turn and they're like, boom. And they snap their fingers and you're in the dark version of it. You're like, oh. It's freaking terrifying. And then Toland is talking to you. Right. Chastising you for being there. (laughs) It was us. I have to tell this story. I felt like an idiot. So the voice is going and I forgot that it tells you who's talking in the corner of your screen. So I'm talking to Luthien. and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I should know this voice. Who is this? He's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, don't make me feel like an idiot. I can't place it. Look in the corner of your screen. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it says it right there. I was like, how do you know immediately it's stolen? Because it says so. Right. Okay. Thank you. That's funny. He's the little ball leading you around. The Ascendant Challenges, um, the one this week, which I still haven't gotten, it's a freaking pain in my ass. I've, I've gotten this close three times 
you've used three tinctures of of queen's foil and i'm like okay i need help i can't do this alone so enlisted absolutely 100 percent so but when you when you dunk all three arc charges it says on the screen toland what is it it's like toland makes room for the light or pulls the light through and so it's like toland's helping you mm-hmm. actively helping so it's pretty interesting which is which is kind of far from what my experience with Toland actually wasn't that because did you see when you were in there there's a little tree in the middle of like the void you can jump to that Toland's just chilling out at and you can yep. get a voice line from him when I went there he literally said something along the lines of like I could flay you apart in an instant if I wanted to and I'm like what the hell like where did this come from <laughs> nice and then he helps too. you with the light it's like okay cool thanks Toland like I guess <laughs> there's a I know the challenge last week if you jumped to him he would float to another platform and you could jump there and then he would have another line and then it would just keep going. I think I got six or seven lines before I was like, okay, I'm bored. <laughs> Two of them repeated. So I was like, okay, whatever. Oh yeah. I hear you. But interesting stuff. Absolutely. I want more Toland. I want, I want, I want to actually see Toland. I want more ascendant realm dreaming city. Like, Please, please tell me we fight a taken Ahamkara in that environment, because that would be so cool. Well, that's the Probably. raid boss, so, you know. Confirmed by us. Yes. Uh, Either that did... or um, Sov's throne world, which apparently that's what the, the blind well is charging to, using all the little light that we're creating. Speaking of which, Oof, I found funny. a door... Um, a door near where the skulls that you can buy stuff. Mm-hmm. The door that's closed, there's nothing there. It looks like a portal, like structure for a portal. Mm-hmm. And opposite it is a circle light, like the ones that denote the charge locations for the blind well. Mm-hmm. It's a big, big round purple light. And there's a line that goes down from it straight into this like portal structure. Ooh. And I'm like... Is this is this like a mini blind well here? Like, what is, is this? this going to open up later on? Ooh. So, whatever happens tomorrow, the dreaming city will change. Apparently, there's like a I've heard tell of a three week cycle mm. of the the curse being active, and then the curse being like waning, and then being gone, and then it ramps back up, and then the curse is active again. So. Yeah, should be interesting. That's cool. I did a um, accidental exploration of the Dreaming City for like probably a good two hours the other morning. So I load in and I'm like, I just stand there breathlessly. When you first load in, you're on the rocks just looking over everything. And I was just like, oh my God. And then I open my map and I'm like, oh, there's a lost sector right behind me. So I jump in the hole and everything is like three red skulls. I was like, mm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's not happening. So I run back out. And I'm just walking around and I find like this random building and go in and there's one of the, like the taken portals, you know? Yes. And uh-huh. so I didn't expect this, but there's no problem running through them. And I'd never had this issue, but usually when you have to go through one, you're in the middle of a mission. There's an objective marker on it and you know, you got to go there, but having completely unknown, I don't know where it goes. 
I don't know why I need to go through it. Like without having any of that there, I literally stood in front of it for like ever. And I was just like, I want to see, but I can't go in there. I, li- <laughs> I literally had to sit there and go, okay, Brett, this game's rated T for teen. And then I jumped through the portal <laughs> and then wound up in this garden that went on forever. And I wasn't on the map. And then I popped out on the other side of the map through a portal in another garden Yep. And wound up in some other place. I was off the. Oh my! I just got lost for like hours, and I loved every second of it. Oh my god! That kind of stuff. Like that's the best. Like literally, oh, pulling up the map and going, "I'm not here. We're off the map now." <laughs> here, like, there be monsters. I was like, "Oh my god!" And every time there's an opening, I'm like, slowly going around the corner, and I'm like, huh, huh, "Okay, no, nope, nothing there. We're fine." Are you I afraid you're going to find, like, Oryx be, uh... masturbating on the couch or something? <laughs> exactly. Right. I still think that that might be part of the raid, or that might be, like, a raid area is where those taken portals take you to, because it's so far off the map. Like, I just, I mean, oh, just cool. the fact that there's so much empty mm-hmm. space, like, there's nothing there, but to just get lost and explore and make it feel like a real place is just, oh, my God, so breathtaking. I'm I'm honestly curious if after the raid changes the Dreaming City next Tuesday, like is the map actually not on Tuesday? Change? It's the raid opens. I know, but the reset. Oh, happens gotcha, on I got Tuesday. you. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, is is the Dreaming City map? Because they keep saying it's fundamentally going to change the Dreaming City week after week. I'm curious, like, is the map going to be different? Or if Will we're going to have be the focus different is, portals that you know. take you to different places off the map mm-hmm. week to week. That'd be cool, too. Yeah. I, um, I accidentally wound up in the middle of like a Scorn versus Taken war with mm-hmm. this portal that just kept dropping wave after wave. And this giant yellow bar boss shows up. I didn't kill him in time. And then I saw there was a triumph for killing him. I was like, what? And then ran into him later, and one other guy was shooting him. And I was like, oh, this is my chance, and killed him and got a triumph. And I'm like, yeah. And then there was like a lore thing right around the corner to pick up. And I'm like, there's stuff everywhere. It's so good. I haven't even scratched the surface, and I feel like I've spent hours and hours there. There's a whole, like, I've just sort of walked around, and I haven't explored everything in these two corners, and I still haven't even been to the northeast, like, at all. That, oh I, I don't like that area because everything just destroys me. Oh, The lost sector, the lost sector there, everything is immune to me. Wow, that's awesome. Really? It's a lost sector. I what, love being in air- what your light level is? 519. Oh, okay. Wow, that's not too far off from me then. Wow, interesting. Well, I like how, like, you'll be going through and then you'll die. And I'm like, oh, this spot you're at, you should probably be about 530. I was like, oh, crap. I should not be right. here. Nope. And then I accidentally wound up in the uh, the well. Like mm. I was going through a hallway and I found someone that was tied in this um, in front of the entrance was actually um, what are they called? Awoken. Yeah. One of the Awoken um, Sentinels. Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. Okay. One of there, then I, her voice line cracks me up because if you talk to her, she's like, you guardians just show up, find some technology you don't understand and turn it on and goes this whole spiel about how dumb we are. <laughs> and then she like pauses and she goes, well, be careful with it, I guess. And like, that's it. I was like, awesome. Right. So I go up the stairs and there's like five people in it doing it. And I'm like, let me do it. No. Corsairs. Thank you, Evil J. Corsairs. 
And so, like, I just enter through the wall, and all of a sudden I'm taking damage, and I just run to where they are, and I'm making it up as I go. I'm like, oh, I'm in the blind well right now. I'm running blind in the blind well. And we made it through the first tier and then started the second tier and almost finished it. And I was just like, what is going on? It was so so good. Have you guys been in there yet? It's a lot of fun. The completing tier two, you have a chance to get your second seat of light. That's right. Okay. The rumor, rumor has it tier three gets you your third one. Okay. So I've done tier two a couple times. Um, tier one, I've done more times than I care to admit, because I, you get, you get loot. It's not like the court of Oryx where you have to be the one that puts the stuff in to get loot that actually means anything. I've gotten so many, even just prime engrams from fighting the yellow bars mm-hmm. that spawn throughout, uh, like damn straight. I'm going to farm blind well. Oh, hell yeah. Well, that's a, that's also where you got your, your exotics job too, wasn't it? Mm. Ooh, you got an exotic in the world to drop? Yeah, it was. It was. What was it? It was stupid. I think it was the 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 um. Oh shit! Which one was it? It was a year it was, one. It was. It was Hunter Boots. I think it was the um, Stompies. Yeah, Stompies. Stompies. Yeah, I got the Stompies to drop, which I already have. Woo! Right. Whatever. Meanwhile, you get the Queen Breaker's bro, you bitch. Nope. You what? Yeah, I have I have the Queen Breaker. Oh it's, my god. It's great. I love it. <laughs> Skype settings kick from call. Okay, we're good. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, before we get into weapons and everything, there's just a couple more gameplay things I wanted to hit on, and then we've got supers and weapons to talk about. <laughs> so, um, there's this other thing that came with Forsaken uh, called gambit oh my god wait like the x-men uh best cartoon theme song of all time by the way i don't know if i agree with that okay um honey you should go to bed thank you for that that'll be good on the podcast so um golly how do you guys like Gambit? I know what you're going to say, but Incredible. Go. Absolutely. Incredible. It's insane. So much fun. We, yes, you're watching me pour lemonade. Um, audio listeners, you're going to get him pouring lemonade. It'll be great. The full audio experience. So anyway, Gambit. Infinitely more fun when you have people with you. 100%. Like, like. And, and I'm glad your grandma texted you. So good. Okay, so anyway. He says to tell you Grambit. Okay. He's like asleep. <laughs> oh my god, he's still talking. So anyway, he's asleep on the couch. Um, I hate PvP because it makes me stressed. Mm-hmm. And... Gambit, like the way. Oh my god! The way. <laughs> Pull it together, breathe, breathe, man. The way we were doing it, because we kind of got a system going. Yeah. 
like I could play Gambit forever. Tell the people how we're doing it. Oh, yeah. Well, first, <laughs> some sweet four v four action. Yeah. So we we um, it was uh, the three of us, and then we had Luthien with us, and Matt, Luthien, and I were the the moat gatherers, mm-hmm. and. Brett, you just used your rally barricade, and you, so far as I'm aware, you tried to stay closest to the center mm-hmm. to clear out any blockers that were put pulled in, and then you just shot like spray and pray, and we would pick up all the moats while we were out there killing everything, yeah. and then when it came time to invade, because you were right there, you just jump in and go, and then obviously there would be times when someone else would jump in and invade. Um, just because of placement and the stress at the moment. But I think that worked pretty freaking well. Oh yeah. To say the least. I never had to worry about dying and losing moats, but I created so many just standing in the yeah. middle and shooting everything Absolutely. I saw and then turn off my shotgun as blockers pop up. <laughs> All right, you guys, you're good. There were three separate matches where between the two rounds, because we only had one go to three rounds, mm-hmm. um, or two, one or two. Just one. Just one? Mm-hmm. Damn. Every yeah, other one, we, we, we did a win-win. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we did, we did win, win, lose, lose with the last one. Yep. Or was it, was it lose, win, lose? It was win, lose, lose. Mm-hmm. But anyway, between the two rounds in several matches, I, I got over 80 moats. And that, like, I, I, I would turn a corner, and it's like, oh, wow, I just picked up five moats. And there's ten more. Look at that. Right. Right. Like, okay. It was a great system. Like, that system worked it, perfectly. And I liked point. how it wasn't one that we'd, re- like, looked up and someone said. We're all like, well, in our head, how this, this, this is how it makes yeah. sense to us. Let's give it a try. And then it worked flawlessly. Absolutely. And then when it came time to burn our primeval... Oh my mm-hmm. god. <laughs> dead. Just dead. So if anyone's curious, there is a clip on my Twitter. Uh we're in a round and the other team is way ahead of us killing their primeval. And we go to burn ours, and theirs is at one percent when we kill ours and win. Bare like clutch last second. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you watch ours, like the health bar drop. It's disgusting how fast it happened. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's also the fact that, talking about bringing up the primeval, the fact that when your other team has theirs up, if they are almost done, you can go and invade their side and kill everyone and completely heal it, just like a slap in the face. Like, that is so much fun. You both did that. Yeah. Was that, was that last night? No, two nights ago. Two nights, two ago. nights ago. You both did that two nights ago. At least once. Mm-hmm. I know Matt, the first time you and I played Gambit together, we both did it. And we were yeah. like, oh my god, this is amazing. It's, just an but... awesome, it's an awesome feeling. And I love the fact, Nick, also that you brought up the fact that you don't like PvP at all. Because that's how I feel about Gambit. It's, 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 it's PvP for people who hate PvP. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because that's yeah, not the great. primary mechanic. It's great. And I then when it. you're invading, it's PvP, but you're not. The other team isn't actively trying to shoot you at the same time. So you right, have right. time. It's it's like a, it's PvP, 
but it plays completely different than anything you've done mm. in Crucible before. It's absolutely. I also think incredible. it's cool when you when you do invade the other side. If the primevals aren't up yet, you can see how many moats each person has next to their nameplates. So you could be like, "You're the target. Like you're the one oh. I'm going after," just to completely try and screw them over. Like I think that's such a cool mechanic. There's oh, no yeah. better feeling than going through the portal, and like, because you know, invader and their screens are flashing red. And you see a guy on the other side of the map with like 20 moats just suddenly like beelining it for the bank. <laughs> so I jump up there with a rocket launcher right. and I fire and his arm is back and it's halfway through the animation in when I kill him and moats just go flying everywhere. I was like, oh sucks to suck. <laughs> it was so That's good. Great. <laughs> it's such a good like one of the things I enjoyed and I'm sorry if I annoyed you guys doing it but like calling what's happening in the overall match out. No, that's important. I really enjoyed yeah. doing, because I, I thought, I don't know, I, I was paranoid paying attention to their moats, where they were at with their moat <laughs> level. And it'd be like, oh, if they turn in, they can invade. So yep. like expect it. And yep. it, to me, that was really fun. That, Brett, reminded me of like calling out a raid encounter. And that's that's which, my thing is I love calling call outs doing raids. And it made me yep. happy that like you were loving doing callouts in in uh, Gambit. Because I hate callouts in PvP, like in the Crucible and stuff. Like, oh, quiet down! I can't follow you. Like, oh my god! But when it's like centered around mechanics, I yep. like that stuff. I love doing it. I used to call out as Loremaster Cho or Elmo. That's right. Why do we fight? <laughs> well, it's almost god. needed in this in this uh type of gameplay too because especially when you go in with a with a full fire team and you're not playing with randoms you definitely have to call things out especially when you get invaded like if you see somebody you, mm -hmm. especially once you start to learn like all the names of the places like when you're in the fallen area you're just like all the invaders at the beach like everyone knows exactly where he is at that point and you can either hide or go and try and take him out if you don't have any moats or anything like that so yeah it's definitely that was... play where calling out actually matters yeah, yeah, and that's what I was going to say, because there was a few times I didn't know the maps, because that was my first time in Gambit, really, the other night. And so I'd be like, the invader is that direction. <laughs> so, like, I don't know what any of these mean. North by northeast, as the crow flies. I don't, three leagues. I, got, I don't know. Not so to take good. it back to lore or anything like that, but I want to know who the drifter is. I want to know everything about him. He is so cool. I know he's, he's probably he's, evil SOB, but oh my god, he's, he's so cool. He's, yeah, something's not right. We're going to have to get All Beard lore, on for another episode and talk about the lore. He'll just, he'll just spin foil hat theories about <laughs> Clovis Bragg. <laughs> <laughs> well, if last time we no, let him just go, give me wrong. so this time, amazing. this time we'll just go. This is, this is the section. Just this. And I was, I was not serious there i loved that whole conversation <laughs> um but the lore tabs that you unlock doing gambit about the drifter like what is it there there are a renegade's thoughts on the drifter or something like that number one i want to know who the renegade is mm -hmm. well i can't it might not be a renegade i can't remember what it's called renegade i don't know and two the drifter like there's there's, there's something really deep in the fact that the title you unlock for getting all the gambit triumphs is dredgen because mm -hmm. we had dredgen your sturman dredgen 
No, not not Sturman Direct. Different. Different. But anyway, he's shady. And I don't want to say too much because I don't, mm -hmm. I don't oh, yeah. have like solid information, and I don't have the names that I can pull out. Well, but... Let's move. Um, just the overall triumph system, then. Yeah, having that in the game now. Having that little number that's constantly ticking up on my emblem makes me feel like I have my grimoire score back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I was a casual player for two thirds of D one's life. And like a hardcore player for a third. And I, I was proud of the score that I had with the time that I had available to play. This time around, I'm like, yeah, let's go. Well, so, having just a list, like not just the lore, which one, having it in game and out of game to be able to read anytime you want is awesome. But you can two, finally, like you can do it here and you can do it in the game. He held up his phone for those listening. Yes. No, I, I held up my ball sack. You can you can read the lore on his testicles. It is that big. <laughs> the lore is that deep. Yeah. But also just having I mean just all the the planetary and crucible and vanguard like just having a constant list of like if you ever log in you don't know what you want to do like just pull it up. It's just an endless list of like hey, go try to finish this or go find this. So good. Very, very, very like if they take that away for any reason, be it Destiny three or Destiny two, year three. Game like, over, man. Game over. We're making a trip to the Bungie HQ and <laughs> I'm gonna have a word with them. <laughs> listen, children. Listen. Don't take me away. Gather round, children. I'm gonna tell Stay you why you're wrong. Listen. Stay listen. a while. Yeah. Okay, so I think it's time. Um, let's start with bows. The speakers that are too bassy. Yes. Um. So they don't last as long as you'd think they would, you know. And the sound quality really isn't that good. And when they go, they really go. Got no high, got no lows, must be bows. <laughs> awesome. It is. The bow has changed how I play yes. Crucible. Yes. Completely. It also finally got me to unequip Scathelock. I have huge. the Calamity. Hold on. I can pull up what my weapons are. With the perks, because they're a thing now. <laughs> I have the one I'm still using is the one Petra gives you, like the beginning, and I've been infusing mm -hmm. it my way up, and I masterworked it immediately because I love it. Freaking mm -hmm. hip fire grip and explosive arrows, love it. So I masterworked it. I'm already at like 1,200 kills with it in PVE. Jeez, damn. Well, it's I so good because you just like I just load in and I'm like, ooh, enemies, and I just start shooting them with the bow. Because every mm -hmm. single, it's the most satisfying animation, oh. sound, and when it hits, it makes such a good, you're just like, this is addicting. It's never ending. I love the tick when you have the draw fully pulled back, um, or when yep. you draw it fully back. So I have a subtle calamity, which is the energy bow. Mm -hmm. It's void, mm -hmm. um, which is just very, very apropos. But then the perks on it are dragonfly and explosive head. 
So it, and then the masterwork, (laughs) the masterwork perk is draw speed. So it's like rapid fire, pew, 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 pew. And then I've switched now my, my kinetic weapon. I will either use the auto rifle from the Dreaming City, which is called the Tiger Spite, mm-hmm. or I found a shotgun called the Parcel of Stardust Ooh. from Gambit that has opening shot and auto loading holster. So I will just like, quick switch to that and close range shoot usually one shot whatever enemy i'm hitting and then switch back to the bow and keep fighting so like the bow has i I have completely changed my loadout like everything about it because everything was centered around having stave lock the entirety of year one Mm -hmm. and this is just a completely different world not to mention the fact that we're in a city floating in space in an ascendant realm fighting mutated zombie fallen and i have a bow and arrow alongside space elves none, none of this, this makes, makes sense. any sense <laughs> fun fact if you get a bow with rampage on it technically you never reload your bow so as long as you're continuously hitting shots you're constantly at rampage times three it's that's ridiculous my, that's my subtle calamities i have uh, i have rampage on it it doesn't have like a time like that it fades if if you don't i mean if you don't kill something for x amount of time it fades but as long as you're continuously to shoot things rampage times three does not go away rampage and dragonfly is probably the god rule yeah well have you seen the the crucible videos of the bows with rampage on them one hitting guardians with full shield like it's nuts if you get them it's times nuts. three oh yeah it's ridiculous yeah. Damn. I'd say the only drawback to bows is that that's how you shoot them. Thanks, Matt. You're welcome. I'm glad you giggled at least. Because <laughs> there's a bow and there's a string and you. Tr- okay. Right. <laughs> so what about unfriend? Yeah, right. What about you guys, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Like, has have your weapon loadouts changed dramatically with the new weapon system and the new weapons we're getting in Forsaken? I mean, Forsaken. I went through my vault and deleted everything the other day. Me too. And I had a Absolutely. lot. Of it. I haven't used. I, I immediately once I got some of these new guns, I was like. Bye bye everything I haven't used since halfway through the yep. campaign. I haven't used anything from year one. Yep. Um, weapon types I've really kept the same, um, but I just it's fun to finally once again get random rolls where you're like, oh my god, this gun is better than the one I already have of it, and just to switch it out like, like for instance that, you the, get the discounted infusion then too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, like for instance, the when I got the the Gambit auto rifle, the, the Hazard of the Cast, like I'm pretty sure I'm just going to be keeping this because it, it rolled with Ambitious Assassin and Rampage. Like I don't know how that would get better than that. Mm-hmm. Well, and fun but, thing with the... oh, go ahead. Sorry, I thought you were done. Skype. Oh no, no, I was going to say it's no, you're fine. Um, it also <clears> seems <throat> like they took out a lot of the old perks that were kind of shitty that everybody hated. So. I mean, there's still some that are like, eh, whatever. Like, hip fire. Like, why? Yeah, it depends on but, the weapon. Yeah. But it seems like they really trimmed it down a lot, which mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I kind of enjoy. 
Well, the interesting thing with random rolls is me and Nick have been a big contender in the past where we hated random rolls in D1. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know about you, Nick. I'd assume this was because you were just talking about rolls you had very excitedly. But for some reason, it's clicked for me, and I am loving it yeah. in D2. Yeah. I think it was an instance where we needed to... There, in a loot grind game where like that's the majority of the incentive you're given is the loot chase and you have a pool of like three four dozen weapons and you have them all like okay cool Mm -hmm. but with the random rolls like so main ingredient fusion rifle vanguard fusion rifle i got one that had um auto loading hold on literally i've never used fusion rifles and the fact that i got this weapon with this role i started using them mm-hmm. uh backup plan and auto loading holster so i'd switch to it shoot twice switch out next time i need it it's fully charged like or fully reloaded just yeah. in case i needed something like yeah, so it's making me look at guns I never would have ever before, and at the same time, you can take the same gun with two different sets of perks and use it completely differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's fun for me. the The random perk pool is, like Matt said a second ago, like it's a lot less than what it used to be. Because in D one, I know I was that guy that would get like, "Oh, this is the weapon everybody talks about. Finally, I have it." And it was a shit roll. Yeah, and that's why and it's like it. so that that weapon is worthless for me because it's an awful mm-hmm. roll. Yeah. So. And now it's like you can still get perks that aren't that good, but the gun is still, you know, still really good even with those rolls. Yeah. Whereas before, mm-hmm. if you got bad rolls, the gun was just a piece of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the main difference for sure. I would say the only thing that does drive me crazy right now about random rolls is like if you do get rid of the weapon, you can't you can't get those weapons in the collections tab. It does not allow you to make them because of the random roll. I'm like, uh, come on, right? Yeah. And having other pulse rifles that aren't vigilant swing being four round burst is a, a lot of fun. Yes. I had a pulse rifle for some of the campaign that I used. And since since then, I've just been using Tiger Spite or the Starry shotgun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I haven't gone back to a pulse rifle. Scout rifles right now suck to me, so I haven't yeah. even touched one. Yeah, they do. Yeah, grenade so launchers are really well, like, good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the campaign dropped only grenade launchers for me because it was trying to tell me, "Hey, we fixed." The you should play with them. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've used since I think the campaign started. But I think that they they could um, like I don't need 346 different copies of Edge Transit um, because the Edge Transit grenade launcher. I think three out of every four powerful engrams I get, mm-hmm. it's an Edge Transit. I don't think I need that many of them. Yeah, you do. I just, I, I don't, I don't think. Bungie, I still want a kinetic sword. Yes. Right. I'm sure that'll come. It's got to. 
Freaking sniper rifles are kinetic. There's got to be a kinetic sword. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll find it. Maybe there's one on the raid. Ooh. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Any Before I think we'll do a couple points in this week at Bungie that are important. And then we have a Class question. Super. And that, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we moved on to that? So which uh, subclasses did you guys go for? The supers. I took the uh, the Arc Warlock was what I first started with. Ooh, how do you like it? It is a lot of fun. Bungie essentially said, oh, everybody complained about Warlock melee being too far range. Let's make it longer. Like, fuck those guys. We'll, be, we'll make it longer. <laughs> That super is so cool. I can't how many times like oh, it's fun. Just watching it's one of, of those, like someone you just see like a robe in the distance, and all of a sudden it's just mm-hmm. going across the whole battlefield. You're like oh my right. god! I was I was joking around with Nick that it really feels like they put a Dragon Ball Z character into the game, like with all the abilities you have with that class. It was so good. Uh, Nick, which one did you pick up? I went with the Solar Hunter, so the Way of a Thousand Cuts. Um. Yeah, I don't like switching away from it. I just don't. Everything just synergizes with, like all of your abilities synergize with each other so well. The super is quick and freaking deadly. It's just so much damage. Knives everywhere. I mean, if, if all you've got is one target, it's absolutely devastating. Um, so I've enjoyed that. I've enjoyed the fact that I'm, I've gotten really good at mid-super shifting my aim to have it hit more than just what was in front of me. Um, that saved my butt a few times trying to do Lost Sectors in the Dreaming City that I should not be in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I'm using the exotic chess piece from, I think it was Warmind, the Aphidia Spathe, that gives you, um, for one charge of your throwing knife, it gives you two knives. So if you use both of them before it cools down, as soon as it cools down, you get two back. Um, So the throwing knife for Way of a Thousand Cuts, you actually throw three knives out, one directly in front and two that go to either side. Um, They're really strong. They set enemies on fire. When an enemy is burning, every time it ticks burning damage, your dodge cools down a little bit faster. Oh, that's cool. And my hunter, I have the dodge that if I dodge near an enemy, it gives me my knives back. So bosses, sometimes I don't even shoot bosses. I'm just throwing knives at them the whole freaking time. Um, And then at the same time, if you kill an enemy that's burning, and this is great. I love the fact that Bungie did it this way. When a throwing knife hits an enemy, if it one-shots them, the burn effect takes place immediately before the damage. Oh, so okay. one-shotting an enemy with your knife is killing a burning enemy. You can, you can do that, and you get three stacks, and it's effectively your knife ability cools down three times faster. And it lasts for 15 seconds. So if you're killing an enemy with a throwing knife at least once every 15 seconds, you're constantly getting those knives back. Um, there was a modifier on Heroic Adventures and Heroic Story mo- story Missions the other day. My, I don't know how long they last anymore. That was Brawler. 
I, I didn't shoot once. I threw knives the whole time. That was all I did. So I am just like happy as a clam with Way of a Thousand Cuts. And I unlocked the Void Blade one, Way of the Wraith. Mm-hmm. And I, I, don't wanna, I don't want to. Like, <laughs> I just don't want to. I'm having fun with my knives. That's awesome. Fun thing with your super, if you the knives are tracking. So if you use that in Crucible and there's someone that was in your sight line when you popped it and then they run around the corner, the knife will actually chase them. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, pop it and just spin in a circle and look at everybody. I see all of you. <laughs> we toys see everything. So play nice. What did you pick? Brett. So um, this will come as a big surprise to literally everybody. He picked uh, the Void Warlock. I went with the Void Warlock. No, I don't even have a Warlock. I went with the uh, the Sunbro. I want a giant-ass hammer that can shoot out flaming tornadoes and I can spin in a crazy circle, which is the greatest thing ever. And then my melee being the little throwing hammer that makes the most satisfying sound when it hits someone. <laughs> like a mm-hmm. and bounces off. And if you get it just right, it'll bounce off their head and land back on you, and you can pick it up that way. I ran yep. a strike the other day where I did nothing but run around with a shotgun and throw my hammer. Yes! And so I just throw it, pick it up, and turn through it, pick it up. Like I fired maybe two shotgun shots. The rest of the time, I, w- I ran through the whole strike just throwing the hammer, picking it up, throwing the hammer, and picking it up. That's so <laughs> much fun. so good. And then once we discovered that... Um, if you have another Sunbreaker that's using that that subclass, that super, uh, if you throw your hammer at them, they, like other other Titans can pick up your hammer, so you can play catch with the with the hammer, and which is mm-hmm. insanely fun. And then on top of that, if you have yours and you pick, you can still walk over and pick up someone else's. You'll have two charges of the throwing hammer. That's cool. So I want to test how high that'll go, but the fact there was times I was with Evil J because we were both that subclass where I'd throw my hammer and I'd miss cause I'm a scrub and it'd be somewhere near him. So he'd pick it up for me cause I wouldn't get to it on time before it disappear. So he'd pick it up and then run over and throw it at the back of my head. So I had it again and we just keep on running, picking it up and like handing it back. Here's your hammer. You drop bro. And just keep <laughs> moving through. It's so good. I'll never use another super ever again. That's how I feel about way of a thousand cuts. I'm just like, this is it. I'll even, like, I've been in the Crucible a couple times and people are like, dude, that super is not good in the Crucible. I'm like, are you kidding me? You just gotta know how to do it. If you go around a corner and pop it, and there's, like, a group of enemies around the corner, if you just press R1 over and over and over for PlayStation, you just spin in a circle endlessly. So you can come around the corner swinging in a circle and just fly through the entire enemy team and kill everything in your path. It's so fun! No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. That's all I'm going to say. No. No. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Oh, my God. Okay, anything else with your guys' new subclasses? Um, no. Okay. Well, let's quickly jump in. Not too much to cover in this week at Bungie. Um, just a couple They're little things talk, we want to Don't they hit. just talk about the raid and bug fixes and shit? The raid's coming out. So, obviously, if you get the World's First, there's an awesome, like, WWE belt they're going to give the whole World's First team. And that's also retroactively going anyone that's got World First since Vault of Glass. They're sending those to everyone, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. There's also any, te- any team 
that beats the raid in the first 24 hours is getting a special emblem, which is pretty cool. So even if you don't get worlds first, there's still a reason to try to push through it in the first 24 hours. You'll get something that no one else has. And then the third thing here, uh, Matt, why don't you go ahead and hit that? Uh, if you complete the raid before the next reset, you can get a code to unlock the purchasing of the dopest jacket ever from the Bungie store. Please explain is, said jacket. Oh my god, so it is good. the sickest jacket ever. So it is like a flight bomber jacket that has the raid emblem on the front. Um, it's got like the, the raid symbol on the left arm. And on the right arm, it's got you can put on your player name and it's got a patch with sparrows on it. It is like the dopest looking thing ever. Like I want this jacket so bad. And it's even got the little flight red tag hanging off the sleeve that yeah, says yeah, last yeah, wish yeah. on it. Like the the pilot remove before flight red tag that they would have. I'm like looking at pictures right now. Can so we, cool. Can we like sell our bodies that so we can do this? I would if RNG didn't suck. Okay, real quick. So I've been having su- this is such bad luck. So powerful engrams will drop higher than your average power level. Um, so I've done all the weeklies and a crap ton of day. I've probably gotten like 15 powerful engrams this last week and all of them have dropped higher than my average, but they've all dropped in a slot that I have my higher stuff at the same power level Mm -hmm. as my higher stuff. So I've handed in 15 powerful engrams and I've gone up one power level this week. Yeah, it sucks so bad. I want this jacket. So thank you, RNG. I've been enjoying that. A lot of fun. Watching everyone fly through the power levels, and I'm like, I've been playing my ass off, and I have nothing to show for it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Anyway, about enough about my depressing life. Um, coming up, uh, starting September 18th, that's this next reset, right? Or is that the one after? Uh, the next reset? Yeah, the 18th. Yep. Uh, Iron Banner is coming back. First one of season four. Once again, power level is enabled. So if you are way lower than someone else, they're going to destroy you. So keep that in mind. You go in Uh, new armor set, which looks awesome. Very samurai esque in a more samurai way than they did the first time around. I they're gorgeous looking. I love the color scheme on them Mm -hmm. and the symbols all over the place. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then having bounties for Iron Banner is awesome. So that's going to be there too. I'm stoked for that. More than just the daily milestone to get 15 tokens. Super pumped for that. Um, just a bunch of artwork. Uh, with one thing I wanted to hit on since I have this. The only new exotic I've gotten. Um, I got it from doing my Flashpoint. Is the Titan Helm. That uh, basically looks like an unfinished C-3PO head. But if he was built in Persia. Um, a chestnut. Yeah, basically. So what it does is if an enemy damages you, it marks them. And then if you kill that target, it gives you your health back in an overshield. Which is awesome, especially in Gambit, trying to stay alive. But a quick story I really wanted mm-hmm. to tell. Um, so with the random rolls and everything. So I got the helmet. I'm in the Crucible. There's an energy auto rifle called Misfit, which is a really fast firing. It's kind of low impact, but it's got like 51 bolts in the magazine. 
So I got it to drop with Rampage. So I'm on, I can't remember what map it is, but I'm in a lane and there's two guardians shooting me at the same time, which you would never survive. I have the helmet on. I'm using that auto rifle. I happen to kill the first guardian who's got it targeted from my helmet, which gives me health and an overshield and then rampage perks. And I turn and I destroy the other guardian immediately afterwards. So I won a 2v1 where both guardians were shooting me the whole time and I won. And that is a cool feeling. <laughs> Alright, Bird's Troop, moving on. I want, I want this stuff. <laughs> Alright, great story, Brett. Everyone enjoyed it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't judge me. Just podcasting. No worries. Don't even, don't even pay attention to me. It's great. Uh, there's other shit in the TWAB. It's cool. Go read it if you want. All right. There we go. Hey, we have a question this week. Why can't I find... No. Uh, it comes in from Laz. Good old Laz. Because uh, we made him feel like shit for not asking a question last week. Uh, so he sends in... Here we go. I've been listening to the Forsaken soundtrack almost nonstop since it came out last week. It's amazing. Agreed. With that in mind, I'd like to know what piece of music from Destiny 1 and 2 is your favorite. For me, it's Dark Blade from the Taken King soundtrack. It's the music that plays when you drop into the dark pit on the dreadnought to fight Alakul, the Dark Blade. It's foreboding and honestly makes me feel like something is approaching for the darkness to get me. Because something is. The mood it sets is perfect. So what is your guys' favorite um, song or musical piece from Destiny 1 and 2? Um, I'm trying to... Okay, hold on. Let me pull up Apple Music. So I'm going to go Music of the Spheres instead of like the Destiny 1 OST. And for Music of the Spears, it would be The Path would be my favorite because it has, like, to me, the most nostalgic, mysterious, like, this new space world. Like it, has, it has the theme of the Traveler, essentially, mm-hmm. in it. Um, that would be my favorite from D1, coupled with Regicide from The Taken King and the Axis boss fight from Rise of Iron. Those are both really good. Uh, the music when you fight in the last array mission was good too. Absolutely. Uh, what about you, Matt? Uh, uh, I don't know what the track is called, but it was the track that played when you were in the um, prison of elders. When you're in the um, in the fallen arena, it's the same track that plays in the in the strike uh, warden of nothing. When you go up there and you have to. You have to dismantle all the mines. That theme that's in oh, that yeah. specific area, I love it. Just that, like, that slow, like, just, like, plotting, like, God, I don't know how to describe it. It, I don't know. There's just something about that song that I just absolutely love. I suck talking about music. I can't explain why I like them. <laughs> no, you're good, dude. Uh, for me, um, I would say, like, any of like the cabal war marches like really get me pumped for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like the one that came with uh, vanilla D two, like the, the gall cabal war march kind of, kind of track 
is so i actually used to listen to it before i went to work for a while to like pump myself up. up yeah that's cool such a good track so good yeah thank Not you for the question cool. laz you're a beautiful human being and uh no itunes reviews sadly we do have enough to get an average rating which makes us happy we're finally there mm-hmm. and uh we're gonna let's go ahead and uh slide into the end of the show here how's that sound guys I know it's super late for you, and we've been going for about two hours here. Um, as the weeks go, I mean, there's, I mean, it's a never-ending stuff to talk about at this point. Once again, this is the best I think Destiny's ever been. Absolutely. And there's just so much more to come. The raid, other future content. I mean, we can keep talking about guns and roles we're having, and how we're enjoying it, and Gambit stories, and oh my god, so good. So yeah, who wants to? Who wants to plug themselves first? Well, my Twitter is now Sandbag Bob. Yes. <laughs> so there's love that. it. Best story ever. Big, uh, um, big friendship moment. I'd never heard that story, and that made me so happy. <laughs> yeah, Sandbag. Who's Sandbag Bob? Mm. We'll keep Stop going with your plugs, there. baby. Um. Uh, you can find me on PSN HWF seven force. Uh, always looking for people to. I, I have yet to jump back into the strike playlist, and I really want to get back in there. Um, so you know, if you want to do some strikes, just let me know. Um, I do another podcast that we're starting up recording soon. Uh, Green Dragon Live. Uh, you can find us at greendragonlive.com or on the Twitters at Green Dragon Live. Uh, that's Lord of the Rings centric, and other than that, I live in my house. Right on. Well, with the strike, real quick, uh, the other night I made you guys run the uh, Prison of Elders esque strike. How was how was that going through that having the voice and then actually like doing a round of Prison of Elders again and then going into the mm-hmm. treasure room? I was I mean, having was... nightmares about trains all night. That was it such was a fun mechanic. One of the worst experiences in my life. Good, dude. I'm glad. That really well, the, the trains, helps me day to day. The trains. I mean, that was that was so much. That's something we haven't gotten in Destiny yet. Yeah. Um, and it was a location that was very familiar, yet at the same time alien. It was really unique. And I was thinking about this when I was trying to fall asleep last night. Two nights ago? Yeah, two nights ago. Um it blended locations from destiny two and destiny one put them together in a seamless experience Mm -hmm. because we're in locations from destiny one or you know prison of elders and then we're in the prison of elders locations that we fought alongside Cade in the last call mission that started off forsaken so i thought that was kind of unique like well wow yeah it's a cool blend yeah which we haven't seen yet well, the thing that got me the Other most in that, um, it was a cool moment. The first time I was in there, um, when the mine first pops up and it makes the sound, you know, the to go like disable. I was like, ah! like I had like flashbacks and I was like, go, go, oh God. <laughs> yup. Well, uh, Senora Matt, shorter mm-hmm. list, but where could people find you, man? Uh, you can find me on PS4 where my account is a uh, little cat snake. Other than that, um, you can find me on the D&D podcast that we all do. 
And then you can find me in our Discord, where my username is Garrett. For some reason, yeah. Yeah, Garrett. that's pretty much it. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you once again, everyone, for joining us for episode 41 of Just Some Guardians. When we do the show, we are live on Twitch. That is twitch.tv slash Just Some Guardians. You can find us on Twitter at JSGCast. You can find us on iTunes to throw us some sweet, sexy reviews that, once again, if you put in a certain voice or the word I'm looking for, accent, mm. Nick will then read it on the show in said voice or accent. <laughs> Please do it. No one has done it yet. And we say it every time. Leave a review. Put a voice on there. Nick will read it. Bless you all. If you'd like to contact us via email to send us questions like Laz does or pictures of Dick Cheney like what mostly Nick does. But a, <laughs> a few other random ones have, have come in. Awesome dick pics. Thank you. You can send those to justsomeguardians at gmail.com. Mm, as for myself, Yes, Elmer where can Fudd. people find you, Lord I'm, Vader? Lord Vader. I'm Elmer Fudd. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Elmer Fudd Games. A double M, double D. Double D cup. Mm. Double D cup. I'm, like, if I keep eating like I am, I think I'll get there. <laughs> I'm working on it. Okay, Rasputia. <laughs> um, Nick, take us out, baby. Uh, oh, wait, no. Before we go, people, we have a clan. Just some guardians. We need to start plugging this now that people are coming to the game and we're in a new expansion. We actually have gotten a couple of new people. It's been awesome. And a new one coming soon, thanks to Matt. So if you are interested in playing with us, Giggity, also playing Destiny with us, um, just look, just some Guardians. Apply. Find us online. All our gamer tags. We just said them all. Come hunt us down. Come play with us. It'd be amazing. All we need, all we need is a made-up social security number. That's it. Or the real one, you know? <laughs> Whichever tickles your people. If you give us your real social security number, you become an officer immediately. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple okay. Okay. Now that that's done with Nick, you may take us out. Join us next time for some uh, mutual chaos and some utter incompetency, too. Mm. I like it. Thanks, guys. And that's a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely is a show. Right? That was a good one. <laughs> it's a show. It's a show after all. Thank you all in Twitch chat for joining us. I'm going to throw in some sexy music for you. Thank you, Senor. Where are you? Sin Media for that raid of four people coming in. All the hype, all the chatter right as we started doing our plugs. Good timing on your part. Appreciate you all. Evil J, Sin Media, Gunbait101, Duke Nuketum. Bless you all. Thank you. Novembro. Thanks for coming by, guys. We appreciate you. And um, let's find someone to raid. Because we got people here, right? 